When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans and with me uh, again this week is Benji Lanyarda. Evening. Jim Grant uh, can't make it this week. He is trapped in the snow out in the uh, the snowy wastelands of Sevenoaks. Um, but actually, Jim, uh, by uh, disguising himself as a high-class prostitute, was able to get a flash drive with uh, Kieran Dyer's Christmas message to the fans on it. So we'll be listening to that a bit later in the podcast. Uh, we've been very lucky with these. In a Julian Assange WikiLeaks mm. manner, Benji, last week we managed to get um, Luis Boamorte's Christmas message, uh, an early draft of that. I imagine it's changed since then. No, I've heard, uh, yeah. And the week before we had um, Kovac's uh, emails to his mum. We intercepted those. That's right. Well, back in the Czech Republic. Assange just sort of scrambled the wires the world over and all sorts of things are turning up in my inbox as well. So That's yeah. right. It's excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> uh, so so what we've got is uh, Kieran Dyer's uh, internet message, the first draft of the script of that, which Jim managed courageously to get dressed as a high-class hooker. Um, we'll also be talking about the Blackburn game at the weekend, and uh, then uh, we posted a question to, to many of you on the uh, uh, Facebook group and email group. What would we like for Christmas? What would we like to buy Hammers players for Christmas, and what would we as fans like to receive at Christmas? After that, we'll look forward, if forward is the right word, to <laughs> our little run of fixtures over the Christmas period. And um, so, we'll kick off Blackburn. Uh, Benji, what did you make of it? Uh, the first half was like a sort of sadomasochistic classico. Uh, I, I I watched it on an illegal internet feed. Mm. Uh, Same here. Yeah, obviously. No, a, fr- a friend of a friend watched it on. Out of guilt, I had myself in at a police station, and uh, they said I'd suffered enough, and, and let me off. Uh, many games were cancelled due to the weather, and in a tra- tragically impacted by the weather, that game went ahead. I actually blame the weather for that game existing. Well, that, that's quite right. There was, there was very little football that got played over this, over this weekend, and uh, we sort of towed the line, really. Absolutely. We didn't play any football. First half, uh, just dreadful, wasn't it? It, it? it was very bad. I kind of... 
I wonder if people had, like aliens had landed on the earth and seen the first half of that, that game and, and been told that this was the top flight of English football. You know that game of billiards where there are no pockets in it and you just have to play <laughs> cannons, uh, yeah. you know, cannons and there's actually just a completely oblong table and, and you don't get balls in pocket. That's what that game was like. It was like you didn't actually have to score goals. Absolutely. Very, very few passes that was actually found their intended player. Lots of, I mean, the, the, the commentators were occasionally saying, oh, well, you know, the conditions are very difficult slippery pitch I was like no 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 no. you obviously haven't seen us play that much recently we've got nothing in the last third have we really even when things picked up in the second half there were just moments of ineptitude in the last third that were sort of jaw-droppingly bad the the shine's come off picky on a bit he seems to have lost a bit of form doesn't he yeah there's something there's something slightly inevitable about that (laughs) yeah yeah he, he i mean the he wins everything in the air, which is fantastic. Which is great, yeah. But he had sort of two or three pretty wild shots during that game that made you kind of think, oh, hold on, actually, is he a bit crap as well? Yeah. He's not a, f- he's not a natural finisher. I think we've said that once or twice. Jim's made that point. On no, his, you look on at his, his record, he's a kind of one in th- one goal in three game striker at best. But the last ball, the final ball from everyone was awful, and Pickion was particularly sort of guilty of that. There were mm. the two incredibly optimistic shots into the side netting when he could have squared it mm. once to Barrera and once to someone else. That's right. Actually, to be fair, just his first shot into the side netting, um, Boamorto slipped him in a lovely ball, which Boamorto yeah. seems to do one in, one in yeah, ten games. It's bizarre, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Just yeah. as you're about to give up all hope whatsoever, he kind of does that. He pulls something out the bag. Yeah, it's bizarre. And then the, the, the two other moments of striking ineptitude. First of all, when Benny McCarthy came on, he got put through on oh. goal, and then either I couldn't quite work out whether he'd kicked his left foot with his right foot, or whether his his calves had just turned into kind of jelly, and he just kind of wobbled to the floor. He stood on the ball. I think that's what happened. I saw. I think if it's the same one, I think he was put through with a fantastic ball from Parker, and mm. then he he in, in, attempted to control the ball. He stood on it. Yeah. Um, he used to have the excuse that he couldn't see his feet, uh, <laughs> but he has trimmed down quite a lot now and he just stood on the ball and you're like oh come on Benny man yeah. surely surely there's an element to which it's like riding a bike I know he hasn't played for a long time but there's got to be certain basics that stay with you uh, you know the, your whole career yeah, and it was he, you know he came on as well with that kind of slightly magnanimous smile after he'd been booed by the Blackburn fans which I was sort of semi-surprised with I don't really understand what the beef with him is no um, and, and but then you kind of it, it, it crystallised everything crystallised everything that I thought about Benny McCarthy which he is just in the kind of tail end of his career picking up yeah. a wage packet big smile on his face doesn't realise actually there's something serious going on here called football yeah um, that where you're required to put one foot in front of the other and be able to control a ball and score a goal I mean just one would be yeah. alright the last third of the pitch is, is, is just, there's no teeth, no cutting edge at the moment. Uh, Pickion also got put through and uh, had the chance to knock it on one and just passed it back to one of their defenders instead yeah. of the couple of players. That Tell you, he does love the, 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 the first third of, of the, the forward third of our pitch is, uh, is Kieran Dyer. Who, yeah. lo- who, who loves just standing there, kind of wandering around, one, <laughs> yes. hoping for the ball to come to him yeah. at some point. yeah. And there's this rule, there's this offside thing. Someone needs to tell him about yes. it. Yes, 
Yes, that's been mentioned. Uh, he was, yeah, he got called offside a lot, didn't he? That's normally Pickyon's trick because he's so slow coming back. Yeah, it was like it was, it was like trying to emulate Nicholas and Elka the early years, where he used to just stand there and until someone told him about the offside rule. It, to be to be fair to Kieran Dyer, he spent so long not playing that he probably does need to just brush up on some of the rules. Absolutely, every now and then, yeah. I think he had to get bought one of those kind of um, PlayStation Wii type games just to remind himself of what the sport was like. Yeah, uh, fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Played for a long time, um, but yeah, it was. It was not the result we needed, really. There were a lot of these... If we were playing well, you would take a point away at Blackburn mm. in the same way that you'd take a point away at Birmingham. But we need to put in a kind of extraordinary performance at some point because even a point a game is not enough now no, absolutely uh, not. to yeah. survive. And, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's the formula, isn't there? The, the survival formula for Grant in the short term is one win out of three games. So now he's got two games in which to win. Which are, so Fulham, Fulham away and then... Fulham away we'll, and then... Uh, Everton, be Everton at, home. at home. And it's another example of Sugo, isn't it? The, with their bizarre <laughs> incontinence of uh, just leaking stuff to the press, Assange, like that, that's been leaked, isn't it? Because it's clearly that an insider says that Grant's got three games to yeah. save his. It raises job. the horrible spectre that they might have someone lined up as well, which raises the absolutely disgusting, appalling, earth ending possibility of. Big Sam. Big Sam, I know. It's extraordinary. I mean, they... they I just can't see that happening. There would be... Uh, uh, when, when I heard about that, when I first heard... Well, in fact, within five minutes of hearing they'd been sacked, it suddenly hit me, and I generally got a physical shudder. Through, everything's just gone. Yeah. And we're back. Uh, Benji, just what, what, were you, what were you thinking of? The same, well, the I, I was thinking about the idea of Big Sam actually uh, even being offered an interview at West Ham. And, and Is that what that gap was? You thinking about that? I think the, uh, You thought about that for a long time. There was a brief gap in the space-time continuum as yeah. the world came to terms with that possibility. But I, I was actually Are thinking, we in an alternative <laughs> universe now where <laughs> Sam is the manager of West where Ham? Where the Academy of Football is run by Big Sam. Yeah. yeah but I was thinking, if that actually happened, would there... Uh, I would would maybe be that mad raving lunatic outside Upton Park when the sky cameras go there with placards saying, and I'm trying to think of something something sort of witty or clever to have on my placard, and all I could come up with was just no, yeah, yeah, no. Well, we want some we want some angry students, don't we? We want some angry students Absolutely. to uh, to um, <coughs> we need to channel their ire. But there there are those who say, and it, and it exposes this this new argument, which is, would you rather stay up with someone like Big Sam or go down and rebuild with someone more exciting and interesting and I'm definitely in the latter camp I, yeah I, me too I, I just don't I don't see how you know in the, long, in the long term that can be a positive thing at all we know the kind of football he plays and it, it's, a, it, it's criminal yeah. and it's horrible and actually a huge amount of Blackburn fans were pretty happy even though it was weird the way he went were pretty happy to oh, see they were, him go. yeah absolutely they definitely were I think uh, the you know the thing that you can't forget is that time when we finished 10th under Alan Kirbishley mm. and the fans were actually booing wins at the yeah. end of his tenure booing wins uh, too fucking negative all that stuff uh, dun 
dun, 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 I think was chanted by the fans of the game that we drew, I believe. Right, yeah. Uh, okay. So opposed were the fans to the style of football that was being played. And it was extraordinary because, you know, in a sense, I, I don't have the most sort of tactical acumen in the world, especially since we sort of watch from the short end where everything is compressed and you can't <laughs> quite see how tactics kind of work and apply from the side. That just the intangible difference between a team that plays in a shit style and a team that plays in a non-shit style mm. um, is actually huge. And, and having said that, though, Big Sam is known to be one of these very modern managers, like like Alan Pardew or something. He spends a lot of time on pro zone, yeah, and, and, and he's got all these sort of, this huge backroom staff, and yet still ends up playing horrible long ball football. I mean the other thing he has done is he's he brings good players in the kind of part of that Bolton renaissance was when he got hold of an end of his career Jorkaya and a wasn't Kocha. it and a, JJ Akocha two players at the end of their careers yeah. but that were sort of dead good he's and got some odd scouts around and odd contacts he's always been a bit of a sort of championship manager manager like he, certain signings that he never quite so remember he got like, I think he got Fernando Hierro from Real Madrid at the end of his career he did get he some managed money, to yeah. get Salgar to, to, uh, Crespo? to Blackburn, Crespo. Yeah. Crespo, no, not Crespo. Um, no, I don't mean Crespo, do I? Um, uh, the curly-haired guy. Jardel went up there. Was The, the guy who was a, man, a captain of Real Madrid for a while. You oh, know, Campo. Campo, Campo. Campo. Yeah. Not Crespo. Yeah, he, does Campo. Sort of, he, does, he, he does pick them out of nowhere sometimes. And, so. you know, there, there, there are still players he's got that are, that, that are sort of quite good. I don't know if he bought Pedersen to Blackburn, but I like Pedersen. A bit lazy, but he's got, you know, he's got yeah. something about him, Morton Gamps, Pedersen. Like him or loathe him, and everyone loathes him. Juve is a good player. He's a decent player. He, he's, but he, he's kind of he's a he's a big Sam player, isn't he? He's just yeah. little shit who who mm. he sort of has taken along with him. Two clubs running. And he sort of they've adopted that new tactic of really roughing up a goalkeeper during corners. That's right, and, yeah. uh, and getting away with it. I think uh, there was a goal that Blackburn scored under Big Sam that um, where Juve just stood in just, front of the yeah, keeper, stood in front yeah. of the keeper, but also sort of backed into him, and it's like back to that kind of um, barging the goalkeeper into the net. Almost, but do we want that horrible football? No, we don't. We don't. We and if there's don't. one thing West Ham fans can do, it's biting our nose off to spite our face. And I'd quite happily take that alternative. Absolutely. In a few moments, we're going to uh, look at some uh, emails and uh, Facebook messages. Uh, we asked, "What would you like for Christmas as a West Ham fan?" And what do West Ham players need for Christmas? If you have any views on this uh, or anything else you'd like to talk to us about on the next couple of podcasts, email us your views to hammertime at playbackmedia.co.uk, or you can get all our links uh, for Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes at westhampodcast all run together dot com like Ben Murtagh uh, Christopher Edel and Matthew Cruyff uh, are all following us on Twitter. And uh, you can get our iPhone app as well at bit.ly forward slash West Ham app. Talking of the internet, uh, Jim picked up a flash drive uh, in his cleavage. Um, as I said, Jim uh, d- uh, dressed as a high-class uh, hooker and managed to uh, get a flash drive off K- Kieran Dyer, which contains his Christmas message to the fans. And uh, I think it's a rough first draft, but let's uh, let's give it a listen. Uh, <clears throat> I won't try and do the voice. I tried to do the voice with Luis Baum also uh, <laughs> last week. I, I became a kind of it was wonderful furious Mexican bandit. Uh, so so uh, we'll, we'll just go uh, we'll just go my own voice with uh, Kieran Dyer. Hello and season's greetings from me, Kieran Dyer. This year I'm spending the holidays in hospital. I was given a pullover for Christmas, knitted for me by Carl Fletcher's wife. But I didn't realise that the neck hole was too small, and as I tried to pull it over my head, my skull shattered. 
It was a million to one freak accident, which means I'll be out till March. <laughs> Only yesterday, me and some of the lads were in another hospital, visiting some sick children. Meeting those less fortunate than you really makes you appreciate how lucky you are. And meeting some West Ham players made these sick children realise that there are people <laughs> far less well-off than them. It really put a smile on their faces. In fact, one child laughed so much, his respiratory system failed, and he was taken into intensive care. Then it was Christmas dinner for the playing staff. We had turkey with all the trimmings. Luis Boamorte offered to carve, and it was fun watching him hack repeatedly at the bird, <laughs> stabbing at it again and again and calling it a whore. He left the room crying, and we found him later on in the dressing room, inside his own locker. No one knows how he managed to lock himself inside. He's a really bubbly character. And that's true, isn't it? Louis oh, Bowles, he is a bubbly character. Christmas dinner was delicious, but unfortunately my throat swelled up and I went into anaphylactic shock and had to be taken to hospital. They ran allergy tests on the whole meal and discovered that I am allergic to plates. It was a one in a million freak accident, and it means that I'll be out till April. Before the meal, I bumped into Mark Noble, who was wrapping presents. I said, Mark, that's my present to you. It's already wrapped. You don't have to wrap it again. And we all laughed. He's a really bubbly character. Well, that's true. Mark Noble is a bubbly. bubbly. Not, not very intelligent, apparently. I think that's the upshot of that bit. Bubbly, though. Bubbly. Hugely bubbly character. Just then, one of the directors came in with a big sack of gifts, all dressed up in a bright red outfit with white fur trim, bucket boots, and a big belt. That's right. It was David Sullivan, just dressed normally. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Sullivan. How are you? I said. But he wouldn't answer. So we got a TV camera and a microphone and pretended to plug them in. Right away, he told us all about himself, everything he'd done, everything he was thinking, and that's satire. Robert Greene wrote that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Avram wanted to give out the presents, so he asked Mr Sullivan to give him the sack. Oh, I'll give you the sack, all right, said Mr Sullivan, and laughed. And Uncle Avram laughed too, and we all laughed. Then Mr Gold came in and said, Oh, yes, we'll give you the sack. And he was laughing too, and Uncle Avram was laughing. And then Karen Brady came in, and all three of them were laughing, and they were going, We'll give you the sack, all right, and making throat-slitting gestures and pointing at Uncle Avram. <laughs> and Uncle Avram was laughing and pretending to be dead. And we were all laughing and laughing. They're really bubbly characters, all of them. Then it was time to pull our Christmas crackers. After I'd pulled mine with Freddie Sears, I had to be rushed to hospital to have my arm reattached. It was a one in a million freak accident, which also means I'll be out until May. After that, Matthew Upson led us in some Christmas carol singing. Unfortunately, we couldn't hear him. He was drowned out by the sound of dust settling. Then he realised that he was just thinking the words and not actually singing them out loud. He's a really bubbly character. Anyway, I'd better sign off now. Merry Christmas and a happy new... Oh, I've just stabbed myself accidentally in the throat with the pen. Yours festively, Kieran Dyer. Very good, very good, uh, That's Kieran Dyer's Christmas message to it. I think that's a lovely, touching Christmas message. It's beautiful, beautiful. So, uh, talking, of, uh, talking of Christmas messages... Um, I think uh, it's time to hear what people want for Christmas. Have you uh, got anything there, um, Benji? It's from Paul Harrison. It's quite succinct. Kovac, a cyanide-laced hooker. Ooh. <laughs> which, uh, which is... Um, That's probably the only way to get cyanide into Radoslav <laughs> Kovac's mouth. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they throw on those Lucasade bottles for all the fans, he runs and gets a drink from an optic at the side of the, <laughs> uh, the, side of the touchline, doesn't he? 
and uh, the rest of their team, they're P45s. Um, oh. Except there's, there's an asterisk there saying except Parker and Green who's actually been outstanding. I think even with a leaky defence in front of him. Yes, he was. He has been very good. He's been very good. Uh, talking of Kovac and uh, and Scotty Parker, we were saying earlier. I know Rob Chapman has has been suggesting very tentatively that part of the kind of noble. Parker axis. Part of that problem is the same problem that England have with uh, Gerard and Lampard. I argue that no, it's not the same problem. Very different problem. Very different problem. (laughs) But I can see the point he's making in the uh, in clear sort of demarcation of jobs. If you say to Kovac, you are in front of the back four, you Mm. don't go anywhere. Scotty, you can sort of roam. Well, this is talk of us being linked with Sidwell. And I much, yeah. I much, I'd actually much prefer Sidwell doing that job than Parker. Some people in the press are saying that, you know, suggests that we're maybe looking to life without Parker, which I don't necessarily think it does. Well, no. I bloody hope it doesn't. No, no. But um, Sidwell w- would certainly do as a as a upgrade on Kovac. An upgrade, yeah. A better, slightly better kind of stopper than him, yeah. Mm. The other midfielder we're linked with, we're linked with a few actually, but uh, Ireland. Stephen Ireland. I'd definitely take Sidwell. Ireland. yeah. I do. I still. I still wonder whether or not having someone like Ireland would would shackle Scott Parker because Scott Parker is not a. Na- I still don't think he's a natural attacking midfielder. I think he's a defensive midfielder who happens to occasionally do really quite excellent things going forward. Yeah, and I still can't quite work out whether we should do anything that means that he is sort of slightly shackled to that defensive midfield Rob, which he does brilliantly and then someone else has a responsibility of going forward you can see that that's partially been the problem with Scott Parker's career hasn't it I mean I think if he had been the absolute bee's knees and the 100% finished article he would have stayed at Chelsea um, hmm. similarly some Newcastle though they were not a strong Newcastle at the time he was happy to leave and come to another club um do look at the YouTube clip of when he was playing for Newcastle, and his his tackle on Joe Cole is absolutely oh, fantastic. <laughs> Someone's put it to music, uh, <laughs> and it's sort of repeated and repeated. The cartwheel in the air, that Joe Cole does. Him, yeah. yeah, he does. He Cole goes into the air and does a three sixty kind of Catherine wheel style turn in yeah. the air. Such is the force of Tiny Scott Parker's tackle, and that it's is fantastic. it. And, and he and. He, do, he just does everything with such gusto that there was, they were saying that on the on match of the day this weekend. There's a suggestion that is he exhausting himself? He's carrying so much on his shoulders. Basically, he is our play. He's you know, he is yeah. We're Scott Park he's United the heart at the moment. Of the team. Yeah, absolutely. That, that you know you kind of worry that he might knacker himself. Also, there is a fl- like I think it's absolutely tragic that he's not anywhere near the England squad at the moment. It, yeah, it, it's a travesty. The fact that they've got someone like Gareth Barry doing a defensive midfielder role in there when he's not he's a shit defensive midfielder yeah. and he's just in a pretty average footballer where Scott Parker is clearly superior. However, I do worry if Scott Parker gets the call because I still I think one of the reasons that Parker's been playing so well this season is that he's playing for for his England place. Yeah, he's a big fish in a small pond. Definitely. Kind of, yeah. Another I mean, pla- I think he's sorry. I think sort of better movement in front of him would improve some of the weaknesses in his game. Like sometimes his passing is a bit uh, mm. sort of a bit uh, awry, and he doesn't play with his head up all the time. Though occasionally he puts great balls. Through. I mean, the ball through for Pickyon was was brilliant, mm. and he does. And, and for our goal, I mean, it was kind of inadvertent. 
inadvertent that the ball escaped to, to Stanislas, but it was his industry. Tenacity. Uh, yeah, got was, in the first yeah absolutely. And Stanislas, again, <laughs> proved his knack for scoring a goal. Yeah, yeah. He, he's someone who, I, I, I actually think he was our best player, even though he only played for about 20 minutes. He was the one who was the least crap out of everyone. Anyway. Yeah. And well, I, he also can. I mean, his snapshot uh, uh, the weekend against City was, right, yeah. was on target. Not yeah. like a kind of Vicar Binner, Rosette, yeah. or just some of these incredibly strange... But Rara doesn't seem to have a shot on him. None no. of these... What happened to a Binner this weekend? Was it... In, yeah, I wonder. I, yeah. I mean, I haven't really heard any conclusive um, no. reporting of, of his yeah. injuries, yeah. Uh, ben Paul says, uh, what do we want for Christmas? A miracle. <laughs> Actually, a striker who can score must be a priority. Let's look at what the squad strikers need for Christmas. Cole needs some confidence, but preferably in exchange to a club that will pay silly money for him. Picky on calmness in front of goal is one of the worst finishes I've ever seen, uh, says Ben. A binner um, just realised he's the worst finisher we've seen. <laughs> I think he'd like not to play on the wings for Christmas. Uh, Hines a chance, just give him a chance. Benny Mac to be put out to rest. Pay him off with a year's subscription of K for IC. It's talking strikers. We've been linked this week with Adebayor. Yeah. Which is an odd he's one. He's not going to come. I don't think he's no, going to come. He won't he'd come. much rather sit on his arse and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just too, again, he's too unreliable. He's too kind of eccentric. He's too much of a, a um, one-chop type uh, yeah. striker. You know, we don't want someone who's going to conjure up a kind of magical goal every now and again. To be fair, we I- need a we need a sort of... Kevin Davis We need just someone yeah, Who sticks no, I, the ball I, I oh, Kevin Phillips At his peak Someone like that I'd definitely I'd definitely take Adobe If he'd come here But I, I don't think he would I think that's, that's no, the problem No 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 just, I think we have, to take, we, we have to We have to Take as many as we can <laughs> You know Well that's sort of What happened last Transfer window Wasn't it, it was, We just took a Because again We were in such a Precarious position That we just had to Take the dregs At the end of the Transfer window And that's mm. how we Ended up with Mido The only one we paid for Benny McCarthy And Ilan that's right, um, Alan, who, um, who got a couple of crucial who goals. Who got a couple of good goals, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, I'm sure we can be a bit more creative and try and get some. I mean, there must be someone in sort of League One who's just banging in goals every week. Mm. Even if it's just for half a season to come to West Ham and go, your job is to be in front of everything. And picky on behind him, put, maybe play a kind of three up front, but just, the, you know, some guy at the sort of, Point of that arrow Who scores Yeah who yeah. scores And just go Your job's to stick the ball in there Because there is some terrible I mean Ben is right uh, This this sort of finishing um, You know I, th- I think he's overstating The case for, for comic effect But he is sort of right Picky on You know At the weekend Was very poor in front of goal Occasionally he's good Yeah I agree I, 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 I am getting to a stage now Where I'm trying to find things Funny rather than Terribly depressing Yeah <laughs> and, and I think actually I am also preparing myself for us, us going down now, and and we've said it a few times on this on this podcast. It won't be the end of the world. Also, it's quite encouraging to see. That, I mean, for a long time, the championship has actually been very strong. Yeah, the, this year, the last few years, it hasn't been that brilliant. And QPR no. have been slipping up recently. I know this sounds awful thinking about this already, but I, I generally something has kind of over the last three years at West Ham. Something is nothing's been settled. Nothing. There's been no. very few players who are your kind of bankers. Bar Scott Parker, really. Let's face it, just Scott Parker. 
And I think when you lose that kind of sense of team, and it kind of seems as if all these positions are getting wobbled around, and you get random right backs in from Black, but yeah. you know Jakobsen comes in, and when you know you're getting these random loan signings for six months, nothing is solid. It's almost as if the kind of spine and the soul of the team just hasn't been there for a long time. It's kind of time to start again, perhaps. Well, yeah, well, the financial sort of meltdown. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's it's been said that spending a year in the championships would just be a disaster for us, especially if we spent two years. In in the championships uh but i i wonder how true that is i think you just have know, to yeah. cut your cloth a bit and, and the you know, you'll get a double. lot of you get a lot of players off the wage bill which because they'll just go to other yep. clubs and like we did under alan pardew rebuild but i think you'll need a pardew type manager someone to really tinker and build a team pardew's work and we've said this thousands of times he was like one of those gold prospectors yeah. sort of picking up a load of silt from a riverbed and sieving it through there'd be players that you only saw for one game and then they were out again you know adam nolan all those yeah, guys absolutely. david connolly all those well actually there were rotabies weren't they david connolly was a rotabie adam nolan but a lot of Neil players Mello. came in and went out yeah you know really rapidly but then he set until up. he found yeah, his that, team and and there is something there's something very important in that i, I look back to our our team sort of our turn of the century teams the sort of the decanio years yeah and it, and for a while you could say our right winger is trevor sinclair yeah that's you right know, we could say you know frank lampard plays in the middle we've got decanio up front about yeah. about sort of eight of the eleven you pretty much knew Pick who they themselves. were yeah, yeah and that was for a period of two three years it, there was something consistent there and you can say the same thing for a lot of the better teams in, in, in the in the premiership and i think it's been such a kind of chaotic mix of players over mm. the last three years and and i guess managers as well and ownership it is i think starting again would be fine and financial mismanagement and just mistakes with players savio i mean we sort of we go over this quite a lot on the podcast mm. we, but they're just terrible sort of not replacing bellamy savio the players on high wages, panic selling to at least make a bit of money, so keeping up some but selling Collins uh, because we think we might eventually make more money from... Upson, or that Upson's yeah. a better player, should have kept Collins, probably. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Selling Etherington to make some money back. That's a weird one, because I, I thought he was finished really as a player, and of course he leaves and starts playing brilliantly. Sometimes that has to happen, though, doesn't it? A player kind of reinvents themselves mm. at a new club. They're not going anywhere at the club they're at. And, and the, manager, the manager thing is important. It, it does, seeing Pardew back at, back at Newcastle, does make you realise that even though he is a real David Brent of a manager, he, he's got all these kind of catchphrases, and he's, he's, yeah. he's always talking about 110%, always kind of rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he is a manager that speaks the player's language because he's a little bit thick. And, and yeah, it, it, but, it, but in that, but yeah, yeah, but in that is quite valuable actually because he does. He's got something about him, and yet he's not. He's, he's not on a different plane like someone absolutely, like Avram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, Glenn Hoddle. Those type managers, Rhoda, probably very similarly. Is Keegan, a bit too, almost too too oh, bright sorry. to be a football oh, right. manager. I, uh, yeah, too bright to be a football manager, and so Sven, they're, they're trying yeah. to kind of they're trying to sort of mould the players' personalities and make them better people. Mm. Fuck that. They kind of go. I'm a great person. I get 30,000 quid a week to play football. I'm driving a baby Bentley. You That's know. it. And, and, I mean, that was a good thing about um, uh, Venables, was that Venables is not thick, but he is kind of a Jack the Lad. And I'd say it, they all liked him because they're Jack the Lads as well. It's Redknapp. It's the yeah. same deal with Redknapp, even yeah. though I, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed to oh, say Oh, putting it. an arm around. I'll put an arm around the boy. That's Redknapp. Redknapp puts an arm around And Van der, Van der Vaart came out the other day and said, essentially... 
before games, we don't get sat down no. with statistics and charts. He kind of says, "Get out there and you enjoy know, and, and enjoy yeah, yourself." Yeah. And there is, and there is, you know, essentially, but he's got a big checkbook to do yeah. that with. He gets, you know, he can buy true. Van der Vaart. Van der Vaart became available, and uh, Levy just went, um, "Oh, Van der Vaart's become available," and mm. Van, and Redknapp went, "Well, let's have him then." Yeah. And they just bought him, you know, snap opening of a checkbook, and suddenly they've got that great player there. I mean, football management does not need to be some kind of cerebral art. I think you, you look at the great thinkers in the game over the years. Do you remember Eagle Olsen at Wimbledon who came in with these yeah. whole new ways of yeah, thinking? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he actually died on his own. The, one, loads, exception, the yeah. one exception is Wenger, but that, yeah. but that is an exception. <coughs> I think in our current state, we actually need a Pardew. We need a kind of a real snappy young manager who's going to speak their language. I think this is the thing about uh, changing the manager at this point in the season. I th- I, I, this bunch of players we were saying it towards the end of last season there's a kind of toxic relationship amongst amongst this bunch of players they're a dysfunctional group of players and they weren't they they didn't turn over enough players in the summer to get rid of the the kind of that stink of failure that hung over them and in fact the three they bought in picky on a binner and uh jacobson um were all good and came out and were sort of better than the rest, mm. possibly with the exception of Scott Parker. When they, from their first game, because they weren't infected by that can't do attitude yeah, they had, that yeah. you're just never going to beat a team that's better than you, mm. and then it's a fight against a team that's level with you or sort of worse than you. I mean, in a way, the kind of sort of celebrations when we beat Wigan a couple of weekends ago, well, we were supposed to beat them, and you yeah. know, we are bottom, but they are rubbish, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, we had a harder start to the season than them. But you know, this is. The, the kind of yeah we're really getting somewhere now we managed to beat Wigan at football and it's going right did you really think that if we hadn't beaten them and that was that save our season thing as well wasn't it that they, was, they, wasn't you know it? That, if we win that one game everything will be right no it won't and of course <laughs> we went and sort of like you know really capitulated against Manchester City and got beat 3-1 and never really looked like winning that game T- to be fair with Man City they I think they probably have got the best squad in the league and I think yeah when they come to Hudson Park you kind of forget they weren't good though I didn't think they weren't good but with that sort Toure of, was all the three one. of them in the field Toure, De Jong and Silva, Silva. were yeah. fantastic and you, you do get that sad th- thought every now and then I do anyway that, that the Premiership is kind of maybe leaving West Ham behind a little bit especially when you see teams like West Brom playing lovely football yeah. Blackpool playing lovely yeah, Blackpool yeah. are a credit to the Premiership when, yeah, yeah. you know they, they are I mean there was a great interview with Ian Holloway recently where he said that there was a real changing point in his managerial career. He, even though he does talk a load of crap a lot of the time, very funny crap, but he said that he, for, for a long time he used to go out and um, think about how best not to lose the game. Yeah. And he said, and he said as, soon as, as soon as he abandoned that and went out there and just went for it, things turned up. And yeah. that's not a surprise. It's well, something that we can learn from, I think. Our first season under Pardew in the Premiership was exactly played, like We played that. really good football. And it was we, were the, we were the underdog. And yeah. none of the players were in with a sort of sniff of kind of playing for their countries at the time. Mm. Uh, you know, a couple of them were kind of under 21s, like Ni- Rio Coca, Coca yeah. um, Noble, you know, they were, mm. they were on the fringes of, of, of the, you know, the youth setup of the national team. But they weren't, you know, we've got a lot of internationals and ex-internationals in our team, but they That's are the journeymen. They're, journeymen. They're just journeymen. They're old internationals. If they go down, they've all got a club to go to. You know, yeah. someone will have everyone. You know, th- that team could just be disassembled now, and they'd all go to other clubs. There's no one there you have any real affection for. Like, obviously, there's Parker. There's, yeah. there's Green. T- Green to some extent. Yeah. I think Abinner is sort of forging his way into the hearts of West Ham right. fans. Upson has been with the club for quite a while now, but there's no, no. Real affection. He's been our him. captain for quite a while. Well, and also, I mean, Jim makes a good point that someone who. who 
who uh, refuses to sign a new contract because he thinks he might be able to get a a better job. Making a captain of someone that actually wants to go Mm. is insane. Is insane. And I think possibly that might be... Because my question is, what can a new manager do? I think the problem is with the the players. I think Grant actually does seem to be able to change things occasionally, especially at half-time, which Mm. makes you wonder why he can't get them to come out and really play in the first half, though occasionally he can. Uh, He is more tactically astute than Zola was. But but there's the same problem that existed under Zola in that they they just have a kind of comfort zone where they go, yeah, we sort of lose to teams that are better than us. Yeah, Yeah. we don't don't worry about it too much. I mean, they're they're sort of better than us. Whereas some of those teams like Holloway, Holloway's team like Blackpool, want to go out and, you know, do a bit of giant killing. It does make you think, what on earth happened in the Man United game? Yeah, like, yeah, how absolutely. Do, I mean, that, that, that is, that's where it becomes just so inexplicable and you realise we've got it in us to occasionally play absolutely brilliantly. Absolutely. I've got another uh, email here from Gary Prince. He says, could you give a special mention to the fans that went up to the game on Saturday? To Good on them, yeah. Absolutely. Good for them. I mean, that must have been a nightmare. I wonder if the motorways were... You know, the snow must have well, they were huddling in the upper tier sensibly as well. yeah yeah that's no, right well done then uh, we went up as my son Owen he says was West Ham mascot for the day bit of a treacherous journey but bo- got back safely to Kent there were people that it took 17 Jesus. hours to get back someone oh. on the Facebook group said it took them 17 hours to get back from the game um, got invited into the dressing room before the game all our players are happy to sign a shirt and say hello to Owen uh, six year old Owen uh, noticeable that Avram stayed outside the dressing room whilst we were in there and the tactic board was blank, except for a list of the sub's <laughs> names. <laughs> <laughs> Just go straight to plan B. <laughs> so if your, name's, uh, if your name's not on this list, you're playing. <laughs> it's kind of reverse psychology. To, that is, to, that yeah. is good to yeah. know that the tactic <laughs> board was blank. I resisted the temptation to give the lads a rousing rallying cry. Bloody hell, Gary. Call yourself a fan. As the music in there was pumping out a bit loud. Oh, Calvin Harris, I'm not alone. I remember. I don't know if there's a message there. Uh, i got to say, Matt Upson was brilliant with my son, taking time out to talk to him and help him run onto the pitch. I think maybe your son was helping Matt run onto the pitch. <laughs> uh, missed a couple of players in the dressing room, notably Kieran Dyer, except he was in a separate room being kept alive in an oxygen chamber or something. Uh, did overhear Paul Groves in the corridor talking to Avram Grant about someone being sick, but don't know who, and sorry, no other gossip. Uh, if you do read my email out, can you try and do so without swearing too much? Cheers, Gary. Because six-year-old Owen probably might be listening to it. Well, we didn't insert uh, swears into into the reading of that email, did we? I certainly didn't. No, I thought we've been uh, not swearing too much. We haven't sworn too much. This uh, family friendly. This is a fa- very family friendly podcast. As is Matt Upson. See, there, there is a role for him. Maybe he can be sort of sort of family and friends liaisons, but just mm. that's about as aggressive. It's as a sort of gets. gentle, non-threatening quality. He's a lovely. <laughs> that welcomes uh, strikers into your penalty area. Absolutely, take him home to your mother. He's yeah, a lo- he's a lovely absolutely. guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a sweet guy. Sweet guy. Uh, so, um, have you got any other Christmas present emails there, um, uh, Kieran Dyer needs some. Kieran Dyer needs some glasses so that you can see. Offside, offside. yeah, that's for McCarthy that's needs crutches, and the the team needs three points. And I think I need a few beers. That's from Jack in Middlesbrough. Yes, well, all of those are true, and let's hope that Santa brings that. Uh, we'll 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 come back after we've played a couple of the Christmas games. I know that Rob Chapman has written a uh, a a Harry Potter uh, spoof, Scotty Parker and the Deathly Hollow Squad of Ineptitude. Uh, Jim, I believe, is also working on a Christmas. 
pantomime thing. So perhaps in the new year we'll come real back hot with pot creativity. It's going to be a sort of, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a little arts, uh, it's, it's like the late review, this the, show, isn't well, it? The truth is, as West Ham fans, we kind of have to entertain ourselves. We do, that's right. Uh, we have got, uh, over Christmas, we've got Fulham uh, away on Boxing Day, and we, uh, 28th, I believe, is Everton at home. Everton at home, yeah. And then Wolves is kind of January. New, the, new Year's Day. Uh, it's New Year's Day, that's right. Uh, and so the formula is one of the next two has got to be a win, Fulham away or Everton at home. Um, <laughs> God, if you had to pick. I mean, we, we touch wood, we sort of do quite well at a Fulham away. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we have. They're we have not that, yeah. the Fulham they were under Hodgson. No, we might get something. We'll see. We'll um, see. Everton, Everton, if we we need at least three points from Everton or Wolves. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind if it's one or the other, but we we got to get points. Out no, of. I've got. I to mean, st- Wolves on New Year's Day is going to be is big. It yeah. is big. Yeah, really it is. Big. It is. And uh, remember how we um, collapsed against them last season. My God, that was a low one three, wasn't it? It was disastrous. Yeah, horrible, 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 horrible. One of our fir- worst games. That was where you were just absolutely certain Zola was going to get sacked within ten minutes. Yeah, again, but it didn't, yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. No. Uh, so um, let's uh, let's speculate on a result for the Fulham game. Fulham away. What do we reckon? Uh, I'll take a draw. Yeah, yeah. I might go for a a, a nil one to us. I'm going to say I'm going to say two all. Two all draw. Score draw. So, a relatively high scoring uh, <laughs> game uh, for a team that can't score. <laughs> Actually, they have trouble scoring as well, don't they? I yeah, they, but I think yeah. the sort of it's like, it's like negatives will clash and, yeah. create, and create a yeah, festival yeah. of goals and um, interference pattern yeah. of, of onion bag bursting. <laughs> All right, well that's it. That's it for this hammer time. Um, we'll see you uh, after Christmas probably. Uh, this is it from me, Phil Whelan's, and Benji Lanyardo. Good evening. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. If you like this podcast, you might also want to try our general football podcast, The Whistleblowers, another playback media production available on iTunes or at thewhistleblowers.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.